We've all heard the expression, you have to take time to stop and smell the roses. But how often do we actually do that? And do we fully appreciate the benefits of noticing the good in life? Welcome to episode 167 of the Introvert Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Beth Bilo, and I am really pleased to be back with you after I took a much-needed break in order to settle into my new home in Michigan and adjust to a new life rhythm. This episode is a blogcast, an audio version of my most recent blog post. Together, during this blogcast, we explore the value of slowing down long enough to absorb the good in our lives. The idea holds true for us as leaders, entrepreneur, and just plain old human beings. In the spirit of celebration, I want to take a few seconds to share that this month, May 2018, marks the eighth anniversary of the founding of The Introvert Entrepreneur. This podcast has been around the entire time, and it's been the beating heart of the community. I've interviewed almost 150 people over those eight years, and I loved speaking with every one of them and combined episodes of this podcast have been downloaded more than 1.2 million times. So thank you for being part of the community by being a podcast listener, a book reader, or a social media follower, or all of the above. I hope in some small way, I and my guests have contributed to your success and your happiness and your well-being. And thank you so much for eight years of working with me to cultivate introvert pride. Now on to the blogcast, which is titled, You're Only 30 Seconds Away from a Happier Life. Just a quick note, this episode includes a short visualization exercise, so if you're driving, best to save that part for when you're not moving. Ten years ago, when I was a student in coach training, we were taught a basic structure of a coaching session. We'd start with clearing and sharing of wins, have a session focus clarification, then have the heart of the coaching conversation, and end with bottom lining and accountability setting. There are certain freedoms I've taken depending on the client and circumstances, but I've generally stuck to that formula. Lately, I've been questioning the sharing of wins part of the call. It sometimes feels frivolous, like it sets a tone that coaching should be all about the positive. What if you just had a stinky week? What if the energy you bring to the session flows out of a string of disappointments? And then you have me asking a cheerful, hey, so what wins have you had since we last spoke? You might just want to reach through the phone and strangle me. I decided to tweak my opening question slightly to what's a win or a highlight since we last spoke? Even when a client feels they don't have a clear win to share, there's usually a bright spot in their week that they can name. It also probably releases any pressure they might feel to come up with a suitable win worth sharing. Because even though I emphasize that it's about any kind of win, large or small, public or private, we can still think that only certain wins are worthy of sharing. After trying the altered question a few times, it still felt a bit forced. I wasn't sure if it was going to survive future coaching sessions. Just as I was on the edge of jettisoning the win question, a client reminded me of why it's important. He came to a session wanting to focus on reaffirming his commitment to a few habits that he knew were crucial for his entrepreneurial success. The first habit he wanted to discuss was patience. 
We started by defining what patience meant to him, what it felt like, and where he already had practices in place to support it. He noted that patience meant he left time to ruminate, to deeply reflect on questions and situations without rushing to solutions or answers. It also meant holding the tension between acceptance of his current state, which is everything's happening as it should, in its own time, in its own way, while having a growth mindset, which sounds like I can do more and want to keep growing and challenging myself. What enables you to hold that paradoxical state of it's all good and it can be better? First, we have to truly believe that it is all good. That's where acknowledging our wins becomes powerful. When we take the time and energy to really sink into our wins, to completely own them, they become evidence that all is indeed good. And the more evidence we have, the more energy we have to keep moving forward. Dr. Rick Hansen has a wonderful TEDx talk titled Hardwiring Happiness. My summary of the key point is this. Most of us in an average day have good and bad things happen. Maybe 10 good things happen and one bad thing happens. We go to sleep that night with a single thought, the one bad thing. We dwell on the losses and forget the wins, the happy moments. Hansen invites us to center ourselves in those happy moments. We need to savor them more and embed them in our memory instead of letting them breeze right past us. In the talk, Hansen leads the audience through a short visualization exercise, which I went along with when I watched the video. My mental movie conjured up a group of colleagues for whom I felt great affection and who I know cared for me. They were a source of happiness for me. I recalled each of them smiling at me in my mind's eye. The entire exercise only took about 30 seconds, but those 30 seconds caused a profound shift in my mood. I had chosen to watch that talk because I was feeling less than happy, less than winning. By the end, I felt enormous gratitude and a sense that not only were things going to get better, they were already okay as they were. See what I did there? By grounding the win of having these wonderful, supportive people in my life, I reminded myself that I wasn't alone. Their presence meant that something was going right. And with such amazing people in my corner, something was going to get better. I want to invite you to try the visualization exercise with me right now. This is a variation on what Hansen did during his TEDx talk. Get into a comfortable position and close your eyes. Take a few deep breaths. Bring to heart and mind someone that you know cares about you, or take yourself back to a happy moment or win. Hold the image of that person or event in your mind's eye. Now notice the feeling you have as you sit with that image. You're trying to help that image become a feeling that becomes part of you. Take a few deep breaths. And as you do, continue to be aware of the feeling that that image brings to you.
and when you're ready, open your eyes. As Hansen says in his talk, once you get it going, you're moving out of concept into experience. Stay with it. It's kind of a critical mass of time, a threshold. Things have to last long enough in our experience to transfer from short-term memory buffers to long-term storage, including emotional learning. And meanwhile, you could sense that this experience is going into you. You're absorbing it. It's sinking into you, feeling loved as you sink into it. A simple moment, 10, 20 seconds, usually won't change our life, but bit by bit, it can really make an enormous difference. So to return to my client, what does this have to do with his quest for patience? Think about when you're feeling impatient. You probably are stressed that things are moving too slowly. You're restless. It feels like nothing is going the way it should. All you notice are the bumps in the road, the detours, the gaping potholes that stifle your progress. One way to restore balance and serenity is by, you guessed it, being able to draw on a body of evidence of wins that says, remember that time you did this and it worked out? The only way we have that evidence to draw on is if we remember the wins in the first place, and we remember them by grounding them, naming, sharing, making them part of our DNA. There's no win too small to acknowledge. Let me give you a simple example from my own life. I walk my dog every day, and I have a choice about where to take her. I turn right out of our driveway, and we end up walking around the high school. I turn left, and we're walking towards a fantastic local bakery. The bakery is a longer walk, but the lure of a Bavarian cream donut is compelling, and some days it feels downright magnetic. When I choose to turn right away from the bakery, I mark that as a win for my intention to consume less sugar. Sure, I didn't turn down the donut when it was right under my nose, but that doesn't matter. What matters is that I made a conscious choice. What makes it evidence is that I actively acknowledge and give myself credit for turning right. I take a moment to notice and name what it feels like in my body to turn right. Telling myself I have willpower helps me the next time I need it. A growing body of evidence will now tell me that when I feel impatient with my progress with weight loss, like throwing my hands up and saying, what the heck, it's just a donut, or when I feel a sugar craving, I can turn right and choose something different. That past win and positive feelings have been cemented in my psyche, so it's easier to fall back on them when needed. Another client described his process of absorbing wins so that they become part of him. He mentally puts on a jacket that has Velcro on the outside. And when something good comes along, a compliment, an expression of gratitude, an acknowledgement, a win, he pictures that feedback sticking to the Velcro. Then he's wearing all of those positive thoughts like a garment. In the fast-paced and stressful work environment he's part of in his everyday, this visualization technique keeps him cloaked in good energy, and that helps him to be a stronger leader for his team. This is all a very long way of saying that acknowledging and celebrating wins contributes to your resilience. It's not just a feel-good exercise. It's water in the desert that keeps you fueled for the journey. And if you're a solopreneur or small business owner, there's likely no one who's going to tell you, way to go, when something good happens. You have to do that for yourself. 
By starting a coaching session with what's a win or a highlight, I'm encouraging my clients to get in the habit of noticing, feeling into, and sharing their wins and happy moments. They are strengthening their capacity to weather the ups and downs of life, and there is nothing frivolous about that. We've all heard about gratitude journals. What about victory journals? What if you took a moment at the end of each day to reflect on any and all wins that you experienced? What went well and what was your role in making it happen? That last part is important. It helps you to remember the feeling for the next time you're feeling discouraged. And if you start to say, I got lucky, stop. There might be a bit of luck involved, but we make our own luck. We make it by being persistent, having patience, being open to possibility, being curious, picking up the phone, sending the email, asking for help, supporting others. Cement your win by considering and remembering what made it possible. Celebrate your life. You are your own light, says Lila Gifty Akita, founder of Smart Youth Volunteers Foundation. By regularly taking even just 30 short seconds to fully absorb your wins and bright spots, you shine your light that much stronger. That benefits not only you, it's one simple way you can make the world a brighter and better place. If you've listened to this blogcast, remember that you can access the written part of this blogcast on my website, theintrovertentrepreneur.com. And please leave a comment. Um, Let me know what your wins have been so that we can celebrate together. And if you don't mind, share how you celebrate wins, how you acknowledge yourself for the good things that happen. And while you're there, there is more information about my coaching, speaking, and training services on the site. Again, that's theintrovertentrepreneur.com. And if you're interested in learning more, I'd be happy to chat with you. It's easy to contact me through my website, or you can email me at beth at theintrovertentrepreneur.com. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope you are ready to be intentional about acknowledging and absorbing your wins, both personal and professional. All it takes is 30 seconds, consistently done to make a big difference. And as always, a lot of gratitude goes out to Paul Messing, my podcast producer, who always makes these episodes sound terrific. This is Beth Bilo of The Introvert Entrepreneur. It's a pleasure spending this time with you. And until we meet again, remember that success is an inside job.